Hello, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel, and today I'm privileged to be interviewing Gary Michael. Gary works with uh, bankruptcy attorneys. Uh, is it all over the nation? Yeah, uh, nationwide. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about exactly what you do. Uh, we, we Essentially, the core of our business, uh, while we do help bankruptcy attorneys just do better business, the core of the business is um, helping them convert leads um, to contacts and appointments um, where they typically have a deficiency in, in keeping up with the, the influx of, of leads that come in off the internet. That's, well, that's the real nutshell there. Well, very cool. And then you guys are using uh, technology like Infusionsoft and Fix Your Funnel to facilitate that? Yeah, we, we started out with Infusionsoft. It was kind of an obvious choice. Yeah. Um, and it's only gotten better. We've, you know, we've been in there. That's the truth. Since, in 20, 2008, um, and uh, everybody that knows anything about Infusionsoft has watched them grow exponentially and add, continually add and improve their systems. So it's a uh, good choice, and uh, we're well established in there. So yeah, 2008, uh, that's great. Um, we were actually talking a little bit before about how we have similar stories in terms of you know where we've been in the last uh, what 10 years or eight years. So. Why don't you share with everybody else, though, what's, what's been the ride? How did you get to where you are today where you guys are working with bankruptcy attorneys? Yeah, it's in interesting and somewhat accidental, but, uh, you know, we were mortgage guys and uh, marketing guys and uh, obviously had the rug pulled out from under us when the mortgage meltdown happened. Um, but there were opportunities to be had, and we were already sort of in touch with friendly real estate attorneys and that led to conversations with bankruptcy attorneys everyone was uh, you know luckily we were we were in contact with guys who were genuinely interested in helping people yeah that's a refreshing yeah. difference exactly so but you know there's nothing wrong with helping people and helping yourself at the same time no as long as, no no that's as long as you both that's kind of the whole point right exactly so so we, we originally just came in as a conversation, you know, how do we deal with these mortgages? What do you guys know about them was what they wanted to know. Even the real estate attorneys that close mortgages don't really know that much about how they're put together yeah. and who's who back on the back end of the mortgages. And that, that was where the problems and the solutions sort of lay. Um, so we came in and and as soon as we sort of figured out a pattern of what was going on with the mortgages, the question became, well, how do we get out to these people and let them know that we can help? So we started some marketing campaigns, which exploded. Um, they exploded to an extent that there was no way to bring in staff fast enough, nor did we really want to if we could contain costs. And so we turned to automation to uh, close the gap there. And Interesting. that's when FusionSoft came into play. So you know, I got a question for you because it, whenever you start to really ramp up leads, when leads hasn't really been the big deal in the business, I notice it starts to create all sorts of problems, almost like sticking uh, you know, a balloon on the end of a hose and turning the hose on full blast. It, it, you know, There starts to be some apparent issues that come up. What were the issues that came up? for these uh, bankruptcy attorneys as you started just influxing all this new business? Well, I mean, there's the obvious, um, which is, you know, you put a radio ad out there, which was our initial campaigns were radio driven. Mm -hmm. 
um, and you had no way of knowing on the first campaign, you know, how many people yeah. would website. Um, we did make the smart decision initially to brand with a web domain, and so we came up with good, clever web domains that sounded like the problem and were easy to remember, as opposed to trying to get people to remember a toll-free number or uh, Wajuski and Associates. Or yeah, Wojcicki and his shows. Yeah, <laughs> com, right? <laughs> so um, you know, so we we came up with some good um, web domains and some local radio ads, and even though we, you know, thought we had it dialed in and we'd get X number of responses per week or whatever, everything far outpaced our expectations. So now you've got inboxes full of responses, people with questions. Um, people, you know, just, just filling out forms left and right. Um, and we, we just didn't anticipate how well we had branded this law firm with the use of a good web domain. So yeah. that's an interesting element. But um, so you had to follow up. But then what's your routine for following up? Where's your dashboard? What, 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 what can you have an automated system send out on your behalf to, you know, to replace a live person that's really not available at 7 p.m. when everybody got home from the evening drive and heard the radio ad. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of that's that was the experience, and then you know, coming up with more optimized ways to really keep people connected, um, keep them in touch w- without having so many warm bodies, you know, actually doing it manually. Well, I tell the story of. Um we had a group of real estate agents with our real estate training company that we offered a done-for-you service. And we took them where they said they had 100% conversion, right? If you gave them a lead, what was the lead going to be? A listing, right? And so, you know, they're like absolutely confident. You get me more leads, I'll get more listings. And that did end up happening. But what we found out is as we started getting giving them calls, so that we'd drop a mailing and they'd get 100 phone calls, of you know people that were qualified and very interested in what they had to offer, and suddenly now instead of converting 100% of them into listings, it was 5%, you know, 10%. <laughs> Just can't handle the flow. Yeah, and so it. What I found is when you you turn up that that lead flow, it suddenly reveals all the problems in the business, you know. Um, and even if they could convert 100 of those into listings, they would have had an even bigger nightmare because they wouldn't have known how to manage all that business because they just weren't tooled for it. So I, I can imagine um, how fun it must have been for you guys because you, you didn't just leave them and say, okay, well, there's your leads, go. You actually had to fix the problems that were going on, on the inside. Well, you know, remember, we were looking for a job and uh, we suddenly had a big one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the attorneys didn't know, you know, should I hire people? And if I do, are you guys going to train them? I'm just a solo guy here. Yeah. And so we said, why don't we just plant our seats right here in your office and we'll do all of the tedious, you know, first hour consultations. So we were actually literally. Uh, baptizing ourselves in bankruptcy law firm work and doing a very detailed, you know, one to two hour intakes to hash out everything that was going on with the cases. So we we became quasi paralegals in the process. And that that really was kind of trial by fire, you know, but we we uh, you know, we we built future businesses out of that um, where we are now wouldn't have happened had we not gotten so familiar with the business that we were generating off the marketing. 
Yeah, it's so interesting how life does that to you. If, if you're willing to accept it and you're you're willing to work and you're you're ready for it, it just will hand you opportunities to go. And I can't imagine that uh, how you could have helped them better if you hadn't known what they were going through. You know, so detailed by going through it personally. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Because you know, I see people they try and automate things they know nothing about, and they'll never get it right because they don't know what it means to do each step manually. Right. And I imagine that with you guys having gone through that, you know, whatever, 80, 70, hundred times, you guys start to identify some repetition that you guys could start leveraging with uh, some technology. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, that's, that's exactly how it went. And you know, what we discovered about, about bankruptcy, um, it's a very difficult business to be in. Ask any bankruptcy attorney. Yeah, um, a lot so, of details, right? Well, it's a it's a lot of details, but I mean, you're you know, um, God bless them. But these are people who are going broke, and you know, so they're they're disconnected in so many different ways. Their 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 lives are falling apart, literally, financially, and then that spills over into relationships and and on from there. So. So you're um, saying like as you guys needed stuff, they wouldn't even sometimes respond because they were just feeling so overwhelmed? The people who needed the most help were the hardest to connect with. You know, they're getting battered by their creditors. Uh, the phone rings. They're afraid of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes the phone's getting turned off. And so, um, you know, they're the yet the least responsive when the help is right there in front of them. Um, so I don't recommend anybody um, getting getting into unless <laughs> you think you're a magician. But um you know, we we've come up with enough systems and processes now that at least for the cases that can become an active case, have the right solution, um, we can put automation around it. But the interesting thing about bankruptcy versus other types of law is that it literally is a a, a well worn path, um, and so there's tons of steps that can be automated. But you know, virtually no bankruptcy attorneys. You know, if you look at the whole group of them nationally actually use any automation for all this repetition. Um, so, you know, just doing the kind of lead processing and generation was just the beginning. We ended up building systems that would follow people through an entire five-year um, Chapter 13 case. Oh, wow. Um, so attorneys that have to, on an annual basis for a client they met five years ago, they still have to collect their their tax returns every year, or they have to get them to send their tax returns over to the, the U.S. trustee. So things like that became the the extra benefit on top of what we can do on the front end to get people through the door. Now let's take some of the weight off of the attorney and their staff's back um, all the way out to five years. So now when you started, you, you were working with an actual law firm and taking care of their marketing and then, you know, processes internally. But today you don't work for just one law firm, do you? No, no, we've got uh, close to 50 nationally. I mean, if you look at our whole group of attorneys that we're active with or, you know, just kind of still in in, in talks with, it's, um, you know, it's over 100 firms. So, um, and we've just continued to look at the, the profile of what that, what bankruptcy attorneys are experiencing, which is fairly uniform. And so now we come in and we, we try to create solutions for every one of their their inefficiencies. That's that's really what our business is at this point. That is so cool. I mean, before we started this interview on the recording here, we were talking about how we had a lot of similarities in terms of our, our past, right? Um, 
so for people that don't know, back in 2007, when my brother and I started our business, we were actually addressing the same crowd just in a different way. We were helping real estate agents that um, were helping homeowners that were upside down in their homes. And you were essentially marketing to the same audience, right? People that had been impacted by their, their home values just imploding and uh, maybe losing their job or what have you as the result of the economy taking the downturn. Same crowd. Yeah, for us, it was interesting because we always looked at it as a very temporary thing, but you were able to actually segue from this this new problem that you were able to come and address and lead that into a more of a long-term uh, solution for bankruptcy attorneys in general. It's interesting to me because bankruptcy seems like that's going to be around quite, you know, it's always been around, right? Um, but it's in not really... <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not going... It's not really going away the same way that maybe like a, a short sale or foreclosure has declined. I mean, there's still those going on, but they're not as prevalent. But but bankruptcy continues to be a, an aftermath from this uh, foreclosure or this you know mortgage meltdown. It does. I mean, you know, people accumulate debt and then life happens and they go broke. And, um, you know, if you look at the top five reasons people... Uh, file for bankruptcy. It's um, divorce, medical debt are always up there. Um, someday soon, it'll probably be student loan debt. Um, Gosh. When, they, when they start incorporating that into the bankruptcy code, but um, you know, so it doesn't it doesn't end. Um, you know, the differences uh, and where the challenges have come in is that there are there was a flood of attorneys who changed their practice and and also attorneys coming out of law school that said, hey, I want to be a bankruptcy attorney, not knowing just how impossible that was going to be. Um, because just to get their base fees from, you know, people who are literally going broke, it's so difficult to make money as a bankruptcy attorney. It's so difficult for a bankruptcy attorney to hire a firm like us even um, until they recognize that, you know, what they're doing in terms of small percentage increases in efficiency turn into keeping the business alive. Um, so yeah, but bankruptcy doesn't go away. It goes from uh, a, a million a year to during the foreclosure crisis, 1.6 or whatever it was down back down to 1.2. And, you know, so there's, there's always a million bankruptcies a year. Um, but once it gets back down into the million range, there's that many attorneys who just aren't getting their fair share or not converting enough people to cases and that's where the struggle comes in. So you, you really are just giving the attorneys you work with a unfair competitive advantage where they're just able to blow other attorneys that are trying to get into it or trying to stay in it out of the water. Yeah, basically. I mean, the, you know, rapid contact is important. Uh, you know, quality follow-up is important. So, you know, making sure that the image of the, the, bankruptcy attorney who is anything but a marketing guy and usually anything but a business person. He's just a lawyer. He knows his craft, but does not know how to deal with initial engagement with, uh, you know, with clients. Um, the best bankruptcy law firms out there have a non-attorney business manager or marketing manager working on their staff. Fascinating. And even the, even the ones that work with us, it's, it's those guys that, and, and we do, we know the biggest guys in the country who are business minded mm -hmm. and they actually, they actually form groups together and they're very smart business people slash attorneys, but they're rare. I mean, we're talking about maybe 
maybe uh, 50 or 100 attorneys that we would put in that category out of thousands and thousands of guys who happen to have uh, bankruptcy in their in their list of practice areas. So it would be safe to say then that what basically happened is because of your baptism by fire, as you put it, you got exposed to all the inner workings of, of a bankruptcy business from the generating the lead to the converting that into an appointment to collecting the money to processing the whole thing and, and then making sure that keeps on going and then whatever other mechanisms you use for getting business. You guys took all those and got very familiar intimately with what those would be in a manual environment and then started converting those into this automated environment through Infusionsoft. And that's really where you were able to get the leverage that gives you this huge distinction from everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's where, you know, especially on the front end, that's where Fixture Funnel, you know, came in for us. How are you guys using Fixture Funnel? Well, I mean, obviously the initial lead contact is very important. Um, so, you know, but it, it doesn't just, you know, it's not like a single text message that goes out saying, hey, you can contact me this way. Yeah. But we, we do have a pretty interesting, you know, I love the the, uh, the conversations. You know, if you use the conversations and fix your funnel properly, you can get a lot, not just in terms of response, but the ability to trigger other things to happen by applying tags and using campaign builder. Um, you can you can get pretty creative. You really can. Um, and so we're not just we're not just contacting people, but there's a whole slew of invalid or bad internet leads out there that we validate and potentially dispute with the major lead providers. Mm, um, interesting. You know, so we have certain questions that we ask and certain things, messages that, that we send out at different stages of the lead life cycle where we're actually asking people if they were really in fact inquiring. And sometimes, you know, we don't get a response on day one, but on day 10 or 20, uh, we're getting somebody to report back to us that, hey, I'm 16 years old and I was just screwing around online and and suddenly we've just, you know, saved the attorney a $50 lead fee uh, because they, they they responded by saying no. And that was the key. That's word. very interesting. So people listening that may not be into law or whatever, they might be in a business where they they purchase leads from lead aggregators. And you guys are using then the different technologies that you have access to to actually qualify that these people are legit leads, not just you know a scam to get an extra fifty bucks or what have you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, you know, and it's obviously it's different from from one source to another, from one business to another. But you know, um, very very valuable if you think through what people are doing on day one and what they might be doing even if they didn't respond on day 10 or 20 and then uh, come up with the right questions and right messaging uh, you can really get a lot done and, and it in our business it is a game of inches it comes down to you know that that extra five or ten percent that you can convert to contact and that extra five to ten percent that you can confirm was a bad lead makes a huge difference in terms of um, the overall cost of, of marketing. Well, I was just talking to another gentleman who uh, runs a, a totally different type of business in the medical field, and their conversion rate over the phone was like 15% prior to 
you know, implementing some of these strategies like you're talking about, and they were able to add another seven percent. Which you know, if you you know, so they got it from fifteen to twenty-two or whatever. And if you hear that, it sounds like it's not much, but that's a fifty percent increase basically in conversion. That's a big deal for the bottom line because your overhead doesn't change when your conversion goes up. Yeah, in our business, five percent is the entire world because. Um, that may be the actual raw cost of your entire marketing budget from that source on yeah. any given. Absolutely. Um, and so now, now all of a sudden, you are paying yourself, where before you were just paying everybody else and barely keeping it afloat. Yeah. So, um, what was it, what were you guys doing before you introduced uh, text message? Was it just primarily email? Yeah, it was email, and you know, email is is kind of a you know. I think we. I don't know. You know I don't probably pay even as close attention to the trends as, as you might but um, you know we just know that it's a it's a smartphone world now yeah and, and that's going to continue absolutely so um, you know while our demographic might be um, kind of the 35 to 50 in most cases uh-huh. right now um, 35 to 50 is a moving target because everybody's coming of age and so that the, the, the people who are going to be 35, five years from now, um, you know, well, it doesn't matter. You know, every, every, even the 35s and 40s are all smartphone enabled now. And it's just changing the whole complexion of how people want to be communicated with. Um, we're just completely overrun with long email messages that we don't read. So Sorry. <laughs> I sent one or two of those out a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 uh, there's a whole I'm sure there's a whole area of psychology behind what you know what's this short message that I can send with the call to action to then do something else to even let me know if somebody's engaged with anything I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so we still have all kinds of wildly overly verbose email messages that go out, but we're constantly looking at ways to trim them down and see if we can catch somebody's eye. Email is difficult, um, but it has to be there because there's still a big audience of people that that is their primary way to communicate and will continue to be for a while. It's just it, like you're saying, there's that whole complexity of how do I get their attention, right? So even if email is your primary, I, I mean, I'll look at my inbox. I have 200-something unread messages. And you know, I, I know I may be more on one extreme than another, but the reality is you know, I'm looking at the, the – uh, you know, the subject line and the first few words in that email, I'll make a decision about if I'm even going to open that right now or if I'm just going to delete it entirely. And then the reason I have 200 something is because there's a bunch I see in there that are like, okay, I don't want to delete that, but I, I don't need to address that right now. Or, you know, I don't need to read that right now. So it stays in there until six months. And then I, you know, select all archive. But, you know, th- that's the reality of the email inbox today. And so it's definitely something we keep using. But it's not something to rely on, which I guess is the direction you guys went. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's kind of an all things considered or an all all approach. I mean, you don't know who your audience is necessarily. You get some clues from them. Yeah. You watch what they do respond to. But it's all about, okay, you know, 20 percent are over here responding to text messages. Uh, You know, 20 percent are over here responding to emails. Um, I think where you can kind of get creative is if you could, if you could find a way to reach out to people and say, "Hey, would you mind if I sent you an email? I'm going to send you something that says this in the subject line. 
keep an eye out for it because there are a lot of actionable things that you can do with emails because you can send people back out to the web. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which I know you can do with text messaging, but, you know, planting bit.ly links and stuff can be difficult and not as intelligent. Um, so, have you have you used uh, our trackable links in the SMS yet? You know what? It, it's one of those things that I've been looking at as this thing I need to do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, quite I frankly, we're, we're ready now at this point to pull a whole story. A whole section of data down and say, here's what we should do next, but it's a big project. So, oh, absolutely. Kind of been going forward with what works and to stop and analyze everything. When we do, um, the, you know, when we pull everything down and truly analyze it all and get ready to make this huge overhaul, uh, text messaging is going to be massive in terms of the changes that we'll make. And it's it, going to be a, a thing where we're, where we're actually playing text and email back and forth more intelligently. Uh, you know, you, you got me thinking though with your what you were saying there about how um, there are ways that we can in Infusionsoft be able to determine where people are engaged, right? And you'll get to it, but when you get to using our trackable links, they, they apply a tag when people tap on the link. And so you'll be able to get that feedback on interaction with text message as well, right? Beyond just the replying back and be participating in the conversation, if you're just doing an outbound and someone taps through that. But uh, it makes me think that maybe where we need to be looking as, as business owners as well that are using Infusionsoft or maybe more at the advanced level and are trying to take it to the next level is really saying, where are people engaging the most and and allowing that engagement to determine how future you know, maybe we, we have a, uh, a campaign that is more text heavy or one that's more email heavy or one that's more direct mail heavy, right? So that we're sending that message out through that media channel that they respond to most. I mean, you brought up another good point that I want to highlight for everybody as well, which is that you don't know what the prospect prefers in terms of their media channel. You know, do they prefer the phone? Do they prefer a text message? Do they prefer email? Do they prefer direct mail? And because we don't know what channel they prefer most, we, at the beginning, we really have to think about how can we go multimedia in a way that's going to be economically feasible, but that's going to allow us to really make sure that we're connecting with people and they're getting our message and we're communicating. That's kind of like the holy grail right there, is if, if you knew what they wanted in terms of contact, you'd give them to them all day long. Yeah. Because that's all we really want. We just want to be able to communicate with people, right? We don't want to annoy people. No. Like if somebody I'm, tells me, hey, uh, I don't like your emails, I delete their email address from my database, which is kind of extreme, right? It's not just opt out. It's like, hey, click here. If you don't want to receive any emails, I'll just delete your email address because I don't need to annoy anybody. Um, I just want to communicate with you in the way that, that you'd like to be communicated with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you could just get them to answer that that one simple question, you know, then uh, we would just give you only what you wanted and nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the truth. Um, what are you guys doing with the phones? I mean, obviously, the phone plays a pretty big role in most law offices. Is it true in bankruptcy offices as well? Uh, it's a, absolutely critical. Um, you know, I can't share with you the details, but we've We've done some things that I think, you know, your average Infusionsoft user would see as pretty radical, but we we control an entire um, call center, offshore, uh, not offshore, but off-site call center. So it's a U.S. call center 
um, with um, Infusionsoft, and it's just way too much detail to go into. Yeah, no absolutely. Are those, are those handling incoming calls then for you guys? Both. So, oh, incoming and outgoing. Yeah, the interesting thing is that we use Fix Your Funnels tracking numbers uh-huh. to forward to the call center, which then turns off any outbound call center calls that we may have already had scheduled. So, oh, okay. Not to get too technical about it, but you know, we apply the tag that turns the call center off. But if people don't respond to the text message or dial in through your tracking numbers, um, then we keep going with our call routine. So we've got this interaction that um, that's very- perfect because you you're, you're removing the need for thinking on the part of the person who's doing the outbound calling, right? Oh, completely. They never have a list of of our leads, so they don't have to worry about uh, what to do next. They just do what they're programmed to do over and over and over again, and you're letting the intelligence that you guys have set up back on the backside to remove people that they don't even need to worry about any further. So it just keeps it clean. It keeps it clean. If a post comes through, they make the call. If there's not one there, they don't. You know, so that's very cool. That's very cool. It, you know, obviously, there's a lot more to that than than what you've just glazed over the top of in terms of implementing that. But that that's it's interesting how you know some people listening may go, "This just is way over my head. This is <laughs> this isn't for me right now. I'm just trying to figure out how to get a lead into the thing." You know that's okay. I would still listen to this if, if you know that was that's you. I guess if you we kept you this long, right? <laughs> but this is something you'll get to, right? You don't need to be there right now, but at some point, this is where you can get to what, what Gary is demonstrating through what they've done. And understand, Gary, you started back in two thousand eight, right? Two thousand eight, yeah. I think it was probably mid to late two thousand eight before we picked up our infusion account, um, and. Uh, Sometime later, you know, that I even discovered uh, Fix Your Funnel. So Right. So that, can, but that's six years of, of working on this process, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it hasn't all been completely 100% focused on, you know, building this stuff consistently. I mean, you can start with just getting some basic stuff going for, for your, you know, for your inbound traffic um, or, or your outbound efforts. I mean, I know it's wildly different for every business segment, but, um, you know, you just, you have to get something going and you have to, you know, start grasping the basics of each of these systems. I knew nothing about any of this. I'm not a technologist. Um, you know, I, I am definitely a digger and a answer seeker. I'm great at finding answers online. You know, I'm the guy that doesn't call tech support first. I, I look in the help section yeah. and I, and I look for solutions and I know how to, you know, type in what I'm thinking about. And that's usually what it takes and, and that and a little bit of reading and research. But, you know, to, to start out, there's so much that any marketer uh, can do to get some good automation going. And just doing those first few steps is what's going to get you used to taking the steps at all. And then suddenly you'll you'll realize that you've, you've mastered the basics. Do you have uh, any uh, preferred resources that you turn to today? Um, you know, I really, I kind of stay generally inside of the Infusionsoft world, but, you know, um, you know, we, we have a lot of, of our attorneys that come to us and ask us if we can connect other systems together. Um, one thing, and I don't want to plug some, somebody else's technology, but Zapier is a, you know, an API system that you can connect anything with. 
um, we use them heavily. And, um, you know, so um, it's it's been a, a great resource for us to, to tie systems that are outside of Infusionsoft into the Infusionsoft system. And I think you know, anybody should use something like that if they're not yeah. a developer. No, no, I th- I think that there's a lot of merit to, you know, I kind of discounted Zapier when they first came on the scene because I felt like some of their stuff was half-baked at first. But, um, you know, as I've seen people in, in the ways that they're using it, I see that, you know, it, it could be a great tool for, you know, marrying a lot of different systems together. Yeah, we've, we've done that in a, a lot of unconventional ways, so. So if you were to give people some advice about, like, I'm just getting started. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. Obviously, you've been down the road a ways. Uh, what would be your advice, your number one piece of advice? Uh, well, that's kind of high level. But, um, you know, I mean, in terms of what we're talking about here mm-hmm. and, and just Infusionsoft and, and Fix Your Funnel, you know, it's it doesn't take long to understand those two systems on a real base level. Um, you know, I think... I think you know for the for the for the people who really don't have a, a history with Infusionsoft, um, you know, you got to understand what a campaign step is, and and how to make an HTTP post as a step and send it over, and and just kind of getting the um, you know I don't even know what you call it. It's just just getting the field matching. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't take but watching one quick tutorial on how to do that, and then just just think about in terms of the text messaging, you know, what what does your customer want to, to hear uh, back if they make a response, you know? So, um, I don't know, you know? No, I think that's very helpful. I think, you know, because I think people sometimes get overwhelmed. But what I was hearing from you was, it, don't don't think you got to learn everything. Just get, get f- familiar with the fundamentals. Get, Get familiar with the basics. You know what does the sequence look like? How do these campaigns work? What are the goals that we're trying to achieve here? And then you know, going back to the text messaging, just think about what you would do in a real life situation, right? How would you uh, how would you think that your customer would expect to to interact with you in that kind of environment and and set up your automation appropriately? Well, the, 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 the funnest thing to do is to build something, you know, even if it's just the first thing you think of, or build something silly. And then test it on yourself, and you know that was that was the most fun I had with with Fix Your Funnel at the beginning. That's kind was, of, you know, I would put stuff in there that wanted to test it. Well, you <laughs> know, I would, I would create a conversation and and just just go ahead and send it to myself. I would trigger myself through the campaign in Infusionsoft. I'd start responding to text messages, and wow, this thing's working. You know, so I mean, that will get you pretty much uh, confident that you can make this stuff work. So play around with it and I think being playful with it is important um, play around with it put in some steps see how they time out put yourself in the routine put your cell phone in there and trigger your own marketing on yourself and then put yourself in your customers shoes and say is this great am I gonna respond is this annoying um, you'll you'll figure it out from there you really will yeah well, and I, I know it's, for me, one of the funnest things I get to do is when I get to ask people to text in, like, SMS to our 760-621 or 621-8199 number and just have them go through an SMS conversation for the first time and just to see the wheels start turning in their head of all the different ways that they can start using this. You know, it's it's pretty fun to watch that happen. 
I, I do it all the time and I'm still doing it. And so, you know, I guess best advice is don't get overwhelmed. Um, just get started. Don't hesitate to get something going and then play with it. And you will start your customers uh, replies will tell you where to go. If you listen to your customers and watch things for even a short time, uh, and then of course over the long term, um, you will find your refinements. They will make themselves plainly apparent because you'll you will literally see what people are doing with your with your marketing pieces. It's so fascinating for me to sit on this side of the table, Gary, and, and hear you say that because um, I've heard almost identical words come out of several people that have been part of this series. And you know that tells me something about uh, the trend about what people need to be thinking about as they come into this world. So I really appreciate the the rich background that you have and your willingness to share on this uh, interview. It's been really good, and I think this is one people want to want listen to over and over again, so they can really pick up on the nuances that uh, probably just will become more obvious as they get further down this road. I appreciate you having me today, and uh, yeah, I hope this helps some people, and uh, definitely good connecting with you. Yeah, my pleasure. Boom, let's go out with the bang.